Pop. Fizz. Clink. Sit back and enjoy. Bubbly Thoughts poured by your host, Melissa Bromley. Hi, and welcome to the Bubbly Thoughts podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Bromley. Let's pop fizz and clink our way into some good vibes today. Guys, today is kind of a big deal. No, like, not just kind of, it, it, it is a big deal. Today, I am honored and excited for you to meet my guest. Maybe you've heard of him, Jordan Kimball. If you're a fan of the Bachelor franchise, then you definitely know who this guy is. I had a great time getting to know Jordan, and this podcast is the perfect opportunity to show you that Jordan is so much more than meets the eye. He's very business savvy, super kind, intelligent, and has great taste in champagne. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some time getting to know Jordan. Everyone, you are truly in for a treat today because I have Jordan Kimball, who was a contestant on the 14th season of The Bachelorette and the fifth season of The Bachelor in Paradise here with us. So before I begin, Jordan, how are you doing today and how's the Vove? I'm doing well. Miss Champs is great. It's, uh, it's always my first choice. <laughs> That's great. So for anyone who has watched the franchise, you know Jordan is a model. So, Jordan, everyone knows you from reality TV, but how did you go from school to become a Wilhelmina model to even thinking about applying for the show? Well, it all, it's life kind of develops you as you go. And so going from school and working two jobs, managing a store, and then, you know, deciding that the nine to five wasn't for me and kind of breaking that stability and finding more structure and, and a risk, that's really the anti, like, uh, you know, idea of what people think of, you know, of pursuing a career. So I, I, I struggled a lot whenever I decided to leave the nine to five structure. Being a model is, it's a true, it's a struggle. Just, it's a lot of hustle and ambition to it if you want to get, get to the top. And uh, so being along with Wilhelmina, I started managing myself. And uh, one day I decided to hashtag Bachelorette ABC. And I was a you know a fan of the show, and you know I was single, so I said you know what? I'm gonna hashtag Bachelor at ABC. Two two photos in, I ended up being recruited for the show, and uh, now here I am. So yeah, that's kind of how I did it. I just uh, I guess I just placed myself right where I needed to be. All right, that's great. Thanks for sharing that with us. And another thing that a lot of people don't know is that Jordan is also very philanthropic. So would you mind sharing some important causes that you feel the most passionate about? Yeah. Okay. So I'm attached to you know, several charities. The one thing that really, really makes my heart kind of go out is the youth that sh that don't come from much. The youth that either they don't have emotional stability or fin financial stability or a lack of both. For for them to get a gift around the holidays or for them to have a counselor to talk to throughout the week. Kids that don't have a lot. You know, there's a lot that goes on mentally there. They they. I mean, if they've got no one to talk to, like as far as a parent, you know, if they're in a rough neighborhood and there's, you know, their parents aren't home a lot or their parents are working hard to try to give them everything they need, but they're still barely getting by. Anything like that, anything that I can, I can help with with that. I try to do, you know, whether it's donating money or, or running a car wash for gifts or, you know, raising money and awareness for Boys and Girls Club. So there's that. Other than that, I mean, 
any kind of illness, uh, we all have to, you know, beat this whole cancer thing. It's going to be an epidemic for us. So uh, it'd be nice to go ahead and find a cure for that. But uh, really, I, I try to help out with the things that can be, you know, can kind of be comforted, you know, like the, the, the kids that are without a, a home or family. So, yeah. So it's interesting. You have an emotional connection with people, but you're also good with numbers and everything like that. So it's cool that you can combine kind of both of those talents that you have in order to help other people. That's something that's really neat. So I think that's pretty incredible that you do have a passion for helping people too, because I feel such a connection to the community as well. And I think no matter who you are, we can all agree that, you know, helping people is a major key to success as well. Absolutely. So Jordan, I know people listening to this are dying to know answers from you, but I have to let you in on a secret. You know, I, I did watch Becca's season, so I, I definitely know who you are, but I guarantee that 90% of my closest friends know a lot more about you than I do because I have friends who are huge fans of the show. So if you don't mind, I'm going to dive into a couple questions for you here. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. So first things first, what do you wish you would have known before being a part of the whole process? Well, I wish that I would have known that um, that I was going to be around six foot four giants, and that everyone was going to call me short. I would have uh, I would have worn some uh, some some heel uh, some heel blocks or something in there. I would have tried to make myself look taller. And anyone that doesn't know my height, I am six foot, but everybody tells me, "Oh my God, you look so much taller in person." It's because I was surrounded by giants. So I wish I would have known that. Oh, that's funny. You never had to deal with that with modeling? That wasn't like a big thing with modeling? No, no, not at all. I mean, it's six foot's like the entry level of the height. So, I mean, yeah, runway's like six one, um, but you can get away with it at six foot. But I've never really been called short in my life, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not a short person, but <laughs> I guess compared to like NFL football players, I am, so. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Okay, this is kind of more of a fun question. A good friend of mine, Brittany, wanted to know what exactly, when you're a contestant, like what do you eat and drink in the house? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, well, for breakfast, you eat eggs and bacon. Uh, We cook our own meals unless we're on on the road. And so, typically, we all made eggs. We're having lunch, a turkey bacon club with some cheese and a pickle on the side. They always had crackers and snacks. The house is full packed of, like, whatever groceries you you want. Like, they ask us what we want. We'll get spinach and things to make for, for dinner, like uh, pork tenderloins, steaks. Dinner was always kind of like a community deal, so we would decide that we wanted something, and we'd all like help each other make it. And there was one night where we made like empanadas, and we made uh, like the, the savory empanadas, and then like the, the sweet ones with like <gasps> M&Ms and stuff in them, and it was just, it was crazy. You made an M&M empanada. Yeah, we Say did. Say that like five times fast. That's I know, M&M empanada. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, there's plenty of food, so you can really eat whatever you want. I will say, none of us, I never caught anyone eating a hot dog, so we were pretty oh. well fed. So That's funny. So it sounds like, I mean, for the most part, it sounds like pretty healthy since groceries were so accessible, I guess, being in the house and everything like that. Oh yeah, it was it was very healthy. Um, and then, you know, a lot of us were, were kind of image conscious, so I mean, all of us were in pretty good shape. So yeah, uh, it was very healthy. And... Everybody, oh, that blender went through some stuff. That blender really went through the ringer. Yeah. What, everybody trying to make protein shakes and oh, stuff yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. So it was, uh, it was a good time, though. The meal, meal time was always fun. That's cool. That's good. That's a fun fact to know. Okay. What would you say, what's, what's the weirdest part about being in the house and being cut off from the world? 
Yeah, so that's the thing people ask all the time. Oh my god, did you like have your phone? Well, no, no. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have a TV or the news or anything. Now, they do update, like if something were to happen that was like a really big terrorist attack or something, like they would let us know. But other than that, I mean, to family, friends, if you don't know what's going on on the everyday life of things. And that's why everybody in Bachelor Nation is so close because we go through this experience together and it's like, it's like the most bizarre fraternity slash like, I don't know. It's like, it's like a domestic war on each other. Like we're all going after each other, but at the same time we've got to respect for one another because we've all been through this crazy experience. And when you don't have any phones or television and most of us didn't have books, we just sit around and learn about each other. And that's really what brings us so tight knit. Oh, that's cool. You probably developed some like great communication skills too. Like, oh yeah, I bet people come out of there better communicators than when they started. So that's interesting. I didn't realize there were no TVs too. No TVs. But no. you're right. I mean, that makes sense. Like, huh? That would be really hard for me because like I'm obsessed with shows. <laughs> like that would be probably the hardest part for me. I think I could part with my phone, but like being apart from Netflix, that would be a tough <laughs> task for me. Okay, so we're gonna transition a little bit to Bachelor in Paradise. What has been the most challenging part of Bachelor in Paradise that was different from the challenges of The Bachelorette? Well, the differences with all with the two shows are not only the um, well, the audience is a little different. So when you come out of the show and you're getting feedback from fans of the show, that's a totally different deal. Uh, Paradise is a parody. You know, it's meant to be laughed at and you have some fun with it. Whereas Bachelor and Bachelorette are very they're they're more old school. So. The, the audience's tone is a little different. The struggle while there was, you know, I slept outside. You know, <laughs> grocery store Joe and I had beds outside on the porch. And uh, so you drink a Pedialyte before bed so you don't wake up dehydrated. And, um, you know, you, you eat your quesadillas and the food was a lot more limited than on the, the other show. And you also, like, you're not going all over the place. You're on the beach, like, literally the entire time. You don't really leave the beach. So it was... Uh, a much tighter-knit community. I don't know if you recall or not, but I was the mayor. I tried to run a really sharp city there and, uh, <laughs> you know, a good community. And that one, the one person I couldn't get to, like, join, abide by the, the community rules was John Graham. He just kept bouncing all over the place, God bless him. <laughs> he got passed around. And, uh, no, so the differences were really, I mean, like, a guy comes in with a new haircut and he's a threat. Not that he's better than you or anything, but he's, he's got some some cologne on, he's got a haircut, and ladies are like, whoa, look at this guy. I'm like, hey, I, hey I've been here for like literally 20 days. Like, give, you know, take it easy on me. So, um, yeah, that's the big difference is it, it, Paradise is a little more stressful for sure. There was a lot more, um, I mean, there's more women. There's more, I mean, there's more guys, overall cast. Uh, I think the, the overall cast was close to 45 people. I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot more competitive, so. Huh, okay, that's... You're right. I mean, obviously more people, more competition and more people to potentially be like interested in and all that stuff. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Right. I mean, night one on The Bachelorette, like seven guys go home. So it was already like, it was like immediately like 20 or 21 guys that we had. And that was really, we didn't really get to know the other guys in that the first night. So it starts out in a smaller group than what people think. And, you know, Paradise is just a huge cast. It's crazy. Yeah. So what's it like behind the scenes? Like if you could kind of sum it up, is it, I mean, what, do, what, what could you say about it? What I will say is the, the days are very calm, cool, and collective. And um, if you get the opportunity to take your microphone off and go hop in the Pacific, it's really, really nice. 
nighttime after that sunset and the crabs go away and everything, you know, they all go and find their place for, for dinner. It is crazy. Uh, you know, it's the people start acting differently and drama starts and drinks start flowing and it, the nighttime community, um, boy, you would have thought that the, it was a, a scary movie or something. It's, it's a lot different at nighttime. It's just a lot more activity for the show at night, so. That's good to know. All right, so getting a little bit more into like a real world kind of scenario for you here. So my friend Rebecca gave me a great topic to talk to you about. So we're all heavily involved in social media, right? That's kind of where the world is now. Especially for you being someone that's in the public eye, you know, it, it must be kind of like a blessing and a, cur and a curse when it comes to social media in a lot of ways. And you're clearly an incredibly confident person. And, you know, I find that very admirable. Confidence is such a huge key in becoming a successful person and honestly being a good person because you're setting an example for other people as well. And, you know, would you, can you give some valuable advice on you know, how to deal with trolls and negativity mm -hmm. that happens on social media. Yeah, so the people with the dog as their default, those <laughs> those guys. I just, guys, to be honest, I just swipe to the left and press that red button that has the word delete in it. And I, I, you know, I really don't pay them attention. I, I might shoot someone a DM if they really strike a note and it, it upsets me. I will send them a DM and go, look, like, you clearly don't know what you're talking about. If you want to get to know someone, then, you know, don't, it's, attacking them isn't a way to do it. You know, you've got no right to think that you know anything about me by just watching a post. Like, a lot of people that attack don't even really follow. They just want to, you know, talk some gossip or cause some drama on your page. So I typically delete those. Yeah, it is a blessing and a curse. People watch what you like, and they talk about it on, like, Reddit and stuff. You know, they, oh, he only likes this, or he only likes that. He must be that kind of person because he likes this. You have to be very careful with what you're commenting and what you're liking, even more so than what you're posting. Um, I'm the kind of guy, I'll write something in a caption, and if I know that 80% of my followers aren't going to agree with it, guess what? I still post it because I cannot live in, a, in the kind of world where I, I need to fear from losing followers. I do not fear losing followers. You know, it's one of those things where I will make my impact whether you're following me or not. It's because I do not stop until I'm heard. And... I, I really, I don't like a lot of things on, on uh, Instagram. I don't, I'm never on Facebook and I hardly tweet. Twitter is the devil. So um, just gonna, I'm just going to put that there. I, I do not tweet. That little bird is not for me. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just delete the comments and I watch what I like and, uh, and comment on. Yeah, I mean, everyone, even people who aren't in the public eye as much, all of us kind of experience some form of being like triggered on social media or there's something, there's always somebody out there that's like, you know, screenshotting something, even right. if you don't know it, that you might have posted and are making fun of it or something along those lines. But, you know, it sounds like with your compassion for people from what you were sharing with us in the beginning mm -hmm. and your confidence that, you know, probably the best advice is to just like, you can't worry about people hiding behind a computer on social media and you just got to focus on staying true to who you are and your beliefs and your morals and everything like that. Right. And it's, it's sad because a lot of people, they want to keep up with the drama and the negativity, but when you post things that are positive, they unfollow you. And it's really funny, like, I mean, for anyone that unfollows anybody on social media, I wish there was like a button where like, you unfollowed somebody, you cannot refollow them. Because Ooh. the surge there, like, people unfollow and, oh, you're on next season? Okay, I'm going to follow you again, but only if there's drama, only if there's negativity. 
you know, everyone complains about all the bad that's on the world and it's, it's on the news and stuff. But when people do things that are good and they're spreading awareness for causes and doing these things, you don't want to follow anymore. It's not, it's like, it just doesn't make any sense. Let people do good and not be bothered by it. Do not negatively, negatively impact these people's mindsets because they're doing good. It makes people want to do less good. And I'm not saying that your unfollow is, you know, like a big deal. But what I'm saying is the representation of posting good and doing good and then looking at your follower count and see it going down. That is the most heartbreaking thing that someone can go through when they're really out to give their heart to a good cause. Yeah, Ooh, that's a good point. Just like, I wish I could just put this message out there to everyone. Just stay positive, people, honestly. I mean, it doesn't make you yeah. look good to be negative. It doesn't make anybody else look good to be negative. Like, just focus on the positive. Everybody has something positive to offer, even the worst people that we know. There's always something positive that everybody can bring to the table and everything. And, you know, you're obviously a very positive guy, too. So we all should just focus on the positive a little bit more, and we might be a little bit happier, too. <laughs> I agree with that. So, oh, I want to get a little bit more about you, though, specifically. Yeah. So, okay, give me a goal that you want to accomplish or some goals that you want to accomplish within the next year, within the next two years, and then within the next five years. Okay, so in the next year, I would like to have a really successful modeling career more than ever. I really, really want to give this a run and, uh, and, and try to become an icon in that industry. In the next two years... I would like to start writing, whether it be for screenplay or for a show. I would really like to start getting more behind the scenes on productions. I really enjoy the behind the scenes just as much as in front of the uh, camera. In the next five years, I would like to be the host of a TV show and you know be producing things and influencing these these moves being made in in, in the the industry in Hollywood and New York and you know. I want to help develop other models. I want I want to take someone that that is struggling, you know, with getting their image out and, and say, hey, this is what you need to do and, and pick them up and dust them off and get them out there and get them successful. I like to take people that are struggling with, with dating and, and you know grow their mindset and you know help them get through this this mental block that they have and make them more successful in dating. So these are all I mean those are you know like hobbies, you know, to developing people and things that's I find that fun. But yeah, overall, I'd like to be a host in five years. In the next two years, get into more behind-the-scenes stuff. And then uh, in the next year, just really, really crush this modeling thing. I've been really working hard in the gym and trying to get on top of this this whole, uh, you know, being a double-sided, you know, sword, I guess, or blade, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And uh, I'm just trying to do the fitness and fashion stuff. So that's where, I'm, that's where I'm at right now. What if you started something that was like a course for people who are trying to make it in entertainment? whether it's, you know, something more like reality TV or trying to develop as a model or, I don't know, maybe even actors and actresses. And you could be like the Tony Robbins of like this kind of yeah. area. There isn't really that right now that I know of anyway. But no, I mean, not. that could be something that would be really good for you, I think. Because you said, you said it so many times. You care about developing people mm -hmm. and helping them, be, helping them be the best that they can be. And I think that's kind of a lot of what some of these big names like Gary Vee and Tony Robbins are like kind of trying to cover too you know, yeah. but specifically towards this niche market that you already have a connection with, that'd be something kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, whether it's real acting or reality TV, being yourself is the key to doing all of that. So, you know, it's better TV when people are themselves. It's better acting when people throw in a part of themselves, if they've got what it takes to be in that, that realm. So yeah, I think I'd really enjoy that. And I don't think there is anything like that. Like you're saying, I might start a, a business workshop in the next six months 
talking about how to market yourself and how to operate as a business. There's a lot of people trying to run themselves as a business on social media and I'm trying to bring in a business mindset and an influencer mindset to, you know, to that kind of workshop and say, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're doing right. These are the expectations. This is how you get there and giving people the tools to allow them to, to kind of follow a guide and be successful. Social media is a, it's a big employer for the millennial generation. So it's, people should know how to use it. So there's that as well. There's so much, like there's so much going on. My goal really right now is just to successfully conquer anything that I decide I want to do, whether it's the craziest thought or not, just, you know, go ahead and take it down. So. Oh, that's great. And I wish you all the best of luck with every goal that you have and everything you want to accomplish. Thank you. So lastly, because I know everyone is dying to know, what is any juicy gossip that you can tell me? Give me any breaking stories that any huge fans might find interesting. Well, I will say that uh, this season of The Bachelor is going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. It's not something that, um, well, it's just not something that you'd, you'd really expect. It's going to be very good, and I can't wait to watch it. Anytime that you know, feelings meets confusion or indecisiveness when you're dealing with this number of women, it really makes for good TV. So you won't be able to peel your eyes away. Uh, as far as me personally, I'm just, uh, as I'm trying to think, what, what's really the good details right now on me? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm staying in Florida. There's a big thing for me to move out to Los Angeles, but I'm going to stay in Florida and, uh, and you, you might just, well, maybe, maybe you'll see me next summer on, uh, on one of your favorite ABC programs again. So that's the that's the big juicy details that uh, that we're getting into for this next year, this early on. So nice, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Very thanks for yeah. thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Okay. So every person that I interview on this show, I ask a series of questions that are supposed to be fun that you don't have to prepare for, and I call it the pop quiz. So how do you feel? You ready to dive into this? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. First question. If you could name an adult beverage for yourself, what would it be? It would be a root beer. Like a spiked root beer? Be like a spi yeah, it would be like a, what would I put in a root beer though? Oh, I don't even Ooh, know. Oh, you could put um, vanilla, vanilla vodka or something Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. So it'd be like vanilla, right, yes. Okay, so it'd be like vanilla vodka and a root beer and it would be called uh, Float Your Boat. Oh my gosh. Did you just come up with that right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, it's totally random. Oh yeah. man, nobody better copy that. That's the best thing, <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, so this one, this is going to be kind of an interesting answer because usually you're probably the most, I would say, like famous person that's been on this so far, but if you were someone even more famous and needed a stage name, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. It would be, uh, if I had to have a stage name, it would probably be like Tom Howard. Okay. Like, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm wearing like a, a like a, a artsy hat and I'm walking in like a blazer on it's like maybe a size too big and kind of like ruffled here and there just doesn't really quite fit right but I just look like my hair's coming out of the hat all chaotic and I'm just all over the place yeah that'd be me Tom Howard for sure so you're like a beach guy you like love the beach you sound like a beachy guy based off of what you're telling me right now I mean I could be yeah I could be coming <laughs> right from the beach I was reading a book or something out there catching a face tan you never know you never know In international man of mystery here <laughs> Okay, so if you had to change your career and you were paid whatever amount of money you wanted, what would your career be? I think I would cut grass. Yeah? I find, like, 
land and and plots of land that are so near like so close to other plots and they're so different i i think that like that represents something like it's the earth has such a history and you know what maybe i'd find like some cool artifacts or something i think that i would learn a lot about what's been there previously by cutting the grass i, I really enjoy that and it's kind of calming that's yeah I, I could see it being kind of therapeutic too i have a good buddy i'm from tampa so i have a good buddy who has his own landscaping business and stuff over there and he's really good at it. So if you ever want to yeah. change your career path, I can I can hook I'll you up. I'll get an interview. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you could eat anything for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mac and cheese. Yes. Oh, good answer. Would you put stuff in it, or just like as is? I would definitely do like bacon bits, and maybe even just like just enough spinach and artichoke dip to like cover the noodles a little bit with the cheese. Maybe eat the the spinach in there and the bacon bits. And then do some breadcrumbs on the top and throw it in the oven. Yeah, that'd be me all day. I feel like breadcrumbs these days are a game changer for everything. Whether it's like mac and cheese, sometimes meatloaf. even on a salad. Oh, meatloaf. Um, That's yeah. a good one that you could... I need to try that. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in here. All right, this question is going to take just a little bit longer. But what are five things that you can't live without, not including people? So you don't have to like say your mom without feeling guilty or whatever. Okay, yeah. Five things I can't live without. My car, my closet... My favorite pair of shades. Nice. My definitely my toothbrush. I have to like I, I'm always brushing these things. Um, <laughs> That's I, drink, good. I drink a lot of coffee, so I don't want to stain them, you know. <laughs> and uh, I my pair of running shoes. I need those. I need those freeze. I gotta have them. So nice. Are you a runner? Oh yeah. Is that yeah. like kind of like a therapeutic thing for you too? Yeah, it, it really does a trick for me. I get a high off of it. So actually, at the beginning of this year, before I went on with the Bachelorette, I recorded a mile at a four forty two. So I'm trying to get Whoa. back to that right now. Yeah. Wait, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Yeah. Did you do track in high school and stuff? I, I ran, but it wasn't for it wasn't for track. I actually did a 200 and 400, and then I played football, so I was always doing 40s. So like, wow. I don't know what the recipe was, but I think running a different series of distance all the time really like just made me pretty bulletproof for running. That's awesome. So yeah, I really enjoy it. I mean, like, I don't even know what the fastest speed is for running, but that sounds pretty close. It's, I mean, for a 26-year-old that's, you know, like, 6 foot, 190 pounds, that's pretty good. Typically, someone's running in the fours, you see them in a much lighter weight class. My knees hate me, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, every, I feel you. every step of the way, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good pun, though. <laughs> okay, so, all right, if you had a million dollars that you had to donate to a charitable cause, what would it be? And you can only pick one. It would be, bum, 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 bum. you know what, I think it would be Anna's Foundation, which is one that I, I, I back. Um, it is for stillborn births, and it's, it's to fund um, support groups for moms and, you know, dads, parents to have support and talk about it because everyone is related to somebody that has had a stillborn or a miscarriage. And, um, yeah, I think that it affects all of us. I think people try to keep quiet about it, but it is a serious, like, if you keep quiet about it and you don't find comfort in talking about it, it can really, really take over your mentality. So I think that donating a million dollars there and providing those people with support to open up about it and to heal, that would I think that'd be a really cool thing to do. That is really cool. I know one of the first people I started to notice talking about it that's in the public eye is Jana Kramer. Mm-hmm. I know she dealt with you know, something along those lines, and it was the first time I'd actually seen somebody openly willing to talk about that it's, I mean, the statistics are so high, just like you were saying. I mean, and you're right. We all have someone that we're connected to with it and everything. So that's really good. And I like that. Thanks for bringing that to everybody's attention here. Okay. So if you could offer advice to someone new coming into your career path, what would it be? 
Alright guys, do not pay for a crazy test photo shoot. <laughs> if you've got a phone, a friend with a camera, go rent a camera for $30 an hour. Practice your craft. You will not get better unless you're in front of the camera. You do not stand in front of a mirror and make funny faces. You attach what you're feeling emotionally to the look that you have. You find your brand and you market it, okay? Do not let an agency or anybody hold you back. You have the keys to yourself. Hop in and go for a ride, okay? And give it all you got. Nice. That's good. That's solid advice. I like that. All right. This will be the last question in the pop quiz. So if you could ask me anything, what would it be? How did you come up with the bubbly thoughts? The names? Yeah, I love it. So the name comes through a couple different avenues for me. So I'm obsessed with champagne, like obsessed. I would drink it even if you didn't get a buzz. It just is a happy accident that it does, I think. Same. So I'll take that. Every day is a party when you're drinking champagne, right? <laughs> so true. So why not drink it every day? You don't have to save it for New Year's. You don't have to save it for just one big occasion. Like, make life an occasion. Right. Right? Like, I'm super into that. Oh, yeah. my God. That's good stuff. It's, it's hey, it's bubbly thoughts right there coming at you. So, <laughs> and also, I, I guess I would consider myself a bubbly person, too. Like, someone who likes to think positively, just like you. And right. likes to spread positivity in any way that I can. Now, this isn't to say... I'm not afraid to be realistic, which obviously you are too. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's something to be said, I think, for people that can kind of stay true to staying happy. So, and I think being in your 20s is such a funky, interesting time, right? Like you're in your 20s too. Yeah, it really is. I'm 26, yep. Yeah. And so it's it's just this weird time where, you know, I have half of my friends that are getting married and having babies and then the other half are like still in the clubs until like 2 or 3 a.m., right? right? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's fun and it's exciting, but it's also kind of unsettling and can feel really lonely at times. So I wanted to kind of create something where people who are in their 20s or even 30s to kind of connect with one another and then hopefully have something there where if they're having kind of like a bad day or if they need to feel good going to work one day that they can listen to an episode and hopefully feel kind of bubbly afterwards. So we're rubbing off on the bubbles. All right. (laughs) All the bubbles, all the good stuff. All right. Well, first off, you know, Jordan, you have a podcast, right? Or you're going to be launching one soon? Yeah, and probably in the next uh, four days or so, I'll be launching the preface for the podcast uh, with an additional episode, which will be the first one. That's a hybrid podcast, so it'll have motivational Mondays and also have reality TV talks. Uh, so it's going to be really, it's going to be really interesting. That's awesome. And what what's the name of it going to be, or do you want to save it? Yeah, it's uh, it's called Non Ambiguous, capital N O N dash lowercase ambiguous. The Jordan Kimball Show. Nice. And do you have any other partnerships that you want to talk about before we sign off here or anything along those lines? I mean, there's there's a lot right now. I mean, I just, uh, there's so many, there's there's just so much going on in my world. I don't even know which way is left or right right now. I know but, you were uh, working with Shades Club and stuff like yeah. that on different things. Yeah, but... Shades Club, uh, they're, they're big. I designed a pair of sunglasses through, through them. And these sunglasses are unlike anything you're ever going to see. Uh, they are also providing the, um, the salt spray that uh, I designed. So we've got the vanilla lavender for women and we've got a uh, citrus for the guys. It is phenomenal stuff and all of that will be coming out soon for your summer at the beach in 2019. Nice. All right. Well, you've also got a birthday coming up, right? Yeah, January 8th. All right. Nice. Well, let's cheers to happy birthday to you, Jordan. Cheers. Thank you.
All right. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. And for all of my bubbly listeners out there, thanks for listening to this edition of Bubbly Thoughts. Cheers. And as always, stay bubbly.